Welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. We stand in my driveway like we always do. And welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast. That was Dana with her latest single, Heart Heat. Hi, Carl and Greg. How are you guys doing? Hello. Hello, hello Nicole. And hello, Greg. Hello, Carl. Before we start, I, I didn't want to tell anybody, but we have a special guest here tonight. We do. Someone that, if you've listened to our podcast, you have to have listened to past episodes, but we have with us Mr. 
Earl Gregory. That <laughs> is, so, is, is so sad. Is that Earl, what you created this week? Earl is with us tonight. So we love Earl. How are you Carl. doing? How you been, Earl? <laughs> you know, Earl Gregory was like a, a really great musician. So we're keeping his legacy alive. You know, anyway. you know that is a uh, very interesting that you say that because one of the things that uh, I ran across this weekend that kind of makes me sad, actually, you know, the the idea that we spend so much time online. And I was looking for a particular person from my hometown that would have been a contemporary of my parents. There is a whole generation or many generations of people that do not exist online. I, I was wanting to, you know, discover some more about this particular person. This person has no profile whatsoever, doesn't come up in a Google search. You spend too much time online, you well, would uh, you would believe these people never existed. The thing is, know? they existed, they just don't have any footprint. footprint. That's that's correct. They have no digital footprint, but, you know, it's like people can live 70 or 80 years and contribute a lot to the community and uh, you know, be Wives and mothers and husbands and and you would never know they were here had they not touched you in some. The world's been around for eons, and up until like nineteen two thousand, no one was online. So people from the fifties, the thirties, eighteen hundreds, they all just came and went and died. And, and I bet like, if you went to like the local news stations and the libraries and dug into the archives and found a newspaper or something of that nature, you would see a little bit of their life. But I mean. I commend them for not having any type of footprint. There's a great song. There's a great song by an old guy. He's kind of a contemporary of Dylan, Phil Oaks. You know about Phil Oaks, Greg? Yep. He had this one great song called None But a Small Circle of Friends. And it's and it's kind of this happy peppy too. Dun, 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 dun. But it's about like we live our lives with basically just a small circle of friends. That's everyone lives their lives kind of that way for the most part. You know, yeah. I guess a lot of people today because of Facebook and TikTok, but still most people just have their small circle of friends and Earl Gregory is somebody that has no, you know, I mean, he was a uh... But he touched you. A and, person and through, of interest and, in my in my life. And, and he, he was touched very, you. He touched very you. interesting. And he was an entertainer, blah, blah, blah. Fact is that there's many generations of people that don't exist online. So we just have our analog memories. And that's basically it. Kind of well, sad. I don't think it's sad at all. I mean, my grandparents who are still alive on my mother's side, my parents and even some of my siblings, we don't really have too big of an online presence because we don't care about that. And I think a lot of people, I think a majority of the people would would probably fall into the category of us or I would hope that they would fall into that category because living your life online is kind of boring. I'm not I'm not suggesting that you live your life online, but you know, all the all the accomplishments that you make inside your community, you know, you would think that there would be some coverage of that. My accomplishments can be known by those who love me and actually like truly are in that inner circle. And outside of that, I really don't care. I guess where I'm trying to go with this is the idea that I guess you don't truly leave a mark except for, you know, in the personalities and in the hearts and minds of the people that you had a positive impact on. 
I think it kind of goes back to what we said towards the end of last week's episode where just impacting one person in your life could be fulfillment enough. You don't necessarily have to impact, you know, hundreds upon millions of people to really have truly lived a life that you're happy with. And I think that's where the online world and having all of your quote unquote accomplishments, as Greg says, be up there and have people validate them and praise them. That's probably where people maybe have a little bit of a skewed perspective because their online footprints up there and it shows everything that you've done, but everything that you've done may not also be something that you want out there. Everybody should take uh, a few hours out of their week next week and put up a few blog posts or write a medium column or tell a story somewhere online about a grandparent or a great grandparent or somebody in your small hometown that you knew growing up. There's a business that does that. It's called StoryWorth. And what it is, is for a year straight, they send questions to your parents or your grandparents. And every day they're prompted to record their like recollection of what that question is in their life. And at the end of a year, you get an entire book transcribed of all of those questions to get to know them better. And then it's there for generations to, to see. Well, now that's very interesting. I thought we talked about music. You know, we, we played Dana's song and was it written about- I know. We haven't even talked about Dana's music yet. And I was actually going to be interested in what Greg was saying about the drums in it. Oh, yeah. It was like, I, I haven't heard those drum sounds in, what, 40 years? I well, mean, no, I think- it, 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 Yeah, it sounds kind of 80s. Very, very cool. But uh, yeah, those are those are some way retro drum sounds there, Dana. Well, you, know, you, know, it's, you know, it's funny. Remember the, the uh, Dick Clark show, American Bandstand? Yeah. And they used to have Raider record. You know, they played two records. Oh, and I they, love that. I and love Raider record. Famous. They had T-shirts of this thing where the kids goes, "Yeah, it had a good beat, <laughs> and I could dance to it." You know that that's how they used to. It's always always it's yeah. a good beat. And this song had a good beat when the beat kicked in. It's just so amazing how the right tempo or the right beat. It's a great song by uh, the Wallflowers. I think Bob Dylan's son, Jacob Dylan, "One Headlight." What makes that song great? It's the beat. It's the groove. It just it just locks into this pocket and it just gets you. So there's something you said about the right beat or the right tempo. You know, and, you oh, know, no question. Yeah. You know, there are people who write songs who maybe don't necessarily write the song in the right tempo. You know what I mean? Right. Tempo is can be everything. You know. Yep. And then there's that whole kind of bio psychic connection where you know they say that like four beats per second will put your brain in a certain kind of rhythm or certain kind of pattern, uh, I think theta pattern. So yeah, I mean, it, uh, it gets, that's it, another it, thing. <laughs> that's another thing I'm thinking about now. There's too much analysis. <laughs> Everyone's now analyzes everything. Well, you know, the reason why just shut up and do it. The science of getting down. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh. Let's play another song by Dana and, and, and try to get back to some, <laughs> Actual music here. Sounds what, good. Want to play? Let's go to Hitsville. Let's play Bright Enough. This is Bright Enough by Dana. Taken 
Pleasing. Yeah, you know, what I like about what she does. I like how she says words fast, and it's hard to do that. There's a lot of words in those lines, like in the in like the middle, the bridges to each before each chorus in both yeah. songs. It's done well because a lot of times people do that, and their timing is off, or they don't really hit it right. She does it right. She sings it. She um does it well. I, I really appreciate. She's probably that. writing phrases. Yeah, I I dig it. Very cool. But we talked to her, didn't we, Nicole? We did. She is actually the person who we are featuring for our question of the week. Uh-oh. <laughs> what are the questions of the week? I think uh, right now I know, I know them. You, you think you would. So the first one is just tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's see what she says. Hey, I'm Dana. I'm a queer indie pop artist making music and writing songs in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm originally from New Jersey, but I've been in Nashville for about eight years. And since then, I just fell in love with writing songs and making art through my music. But when I'm not doing music, I'm dog sitting, drinking coffee, watching my favorite 90s sci-fi TV shows, doing yoga and reading my favorite books. <laughs> you, know, you know, sounds like fun. You can see her pictures. Like, you know, her pictures are kind of funny. Like she has like her album covers. She's eating ice cream cones and 
I like her. I think she's kind of a. She's interesting. Yeah, she's like a funny, wacky kind of girl. I, I think it's cool. What else did we ask her? We asked her what she is actually currently working on right now. So I just released a brand new single called Heart Heat. I'm so excited about it. You know, we've been working on it for the past few months, and I'm just so stoked that it's out streaming now everywhere that you find music. Um, I worked on it with my producer, Griggs, who has produced all my stuff in the past. And it's just a super fun summer crush, you know, synth pop bop. And I just want everyone to blast it at their pool parties. Um, And I'm actually getting ready to release another song as a follow up. Um, It's not announced yet, but it's actually a cover song and it's going to be my own take on one of my favorites. So I cannot wait for people to hear it. So definitely look out for that coming soon. Um, You can stay posted on that, you know, by following me on social media at Dana Music, D-A-E-N-A Music. Uh, I post fun videos and sneak peeks and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, I can't wait for you guys to hear it. I don't know, man. This girl sounds like yeah, she's happy very, or something. Very positive. She's yeah, very, very happy. Positive. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, do we know any happy people? Apparently, <laughs> well, I mean, she Carl, needs to go you, hang out with you, Carl. I know you I, come I, to New she York needs for to a rub week off or two. on you or yeah, something. Exactly. exactly. I can't. I, I, I'm always weary of happy people, of happy, excited <laughs> people. Like it sounds like that's she's. How, that's how bad it's gotten. She actually <laughs> seems like she's excited <laughs> to live her life. <laughs> like she wakes yeah. up, like, yay, hey, I'm up now. Let's do stuff. I love it. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, man. She made a couple of interesting comments there. She's done a cover, which is I hope she does uh everything required to to make that available to people because uh that can be a that's a really good way to get attention. The idea that you're gonna take a stab at something that's already established and is familiar to people. Uh that's a good, that's uh-huh. a good well. She should do an Earl, Earl Gregory. Cover. Earl agrees. Earl yeah. agrees. <laughs> oh man. Well, and I to- think I think too Go she's got a pretty good head on her shoulders in yeah. navigating yeah. the industry. But uh, speaking of the industry, <laughs> we did ask her what other music artists have inspired her throughout her career. I've been inspired by so many artists and songwriters over the years, spanning so many genres and decades. Uh, You know, songwriting wise, some of the greats, Joni Mitchell, Carole King, Bruce Springsteen, they've all inspired me, Uh, Sarah Bareilles, um, all the way to being super influenced production wise and just my overall sound uh, influenced by Jack Antonoff, Haim, uh, one of my favorite bands called Muna. The Aces, Conan Gray, but it's definitely always shifting for me, you know, depending on what I'm working on. And I'm at a place right now where I'm kind of re-exploring my sound and getting ready to maybe take it in a new direction. So, you know, 90s alt-rock stuff like Liz Fair has really influenced me lately. I love this kind of alt-rock bedroom rock stuff that's getting really popular now. Like Charlie Adams is one of my current favorites too. You know, it's kind of filled the void that my love for pop punk has left. So I'm really all over the map, which is really fun. And uh, I just like to keep it open and and, um, yeah, keep just exploring and doing what's fun to me at the moment. She's got a really great understanding of genres, and I, I'll tell you what I like. I like I like artists that listen a lot. They don't cop out and say, oh, I don't want to be influenced by anything. No, that's what this is all about. I have to agree with Greg on this. I like the fact that she knows where she gets her inspiration from. She knows where she's going and how she can get there is listening to other things that have inspired that in the past. I think that's a really good tactic, which actually, cool. I do have a question because- my parents listen to this podcast every single week. 
which I have to give them a shout out. But my mom asked me recently, you know, when it comes to specific genres of music, what actually is indie music? Especially in the sense of like we've heard some artists say like I'm I'm music that's not on a major record label. That's well, basically- I, well, I guess that, but I guess they yeah. were confused as like what's indie pop and indie country? Is it all it's this- pop music that's not on the major record label? <laughs> <laughs> well, the way that yeah. I described it, I guess, was it's it's music that doesn't necessarily fit the norm of that genre. That's not true. Not true. Oh, okay. No, you could you could be you could have amazing pop stuff that could be every bit as good as anything Justin Bieber does or the Jonas Brothers, but you're just not on the label because you didn't get signed. So that's indie. I think that um, you know it's it, it is confusing for people that are just kind of like consumers of music. Like I'm assuming that's what your parents are like. They are. They're not. Uh, they and, are not into the music industry like right. we are. And so I think the best way to describe indie music to people like that is it's kind of uncompromising, right? You're not you're not listening to you're not listening to a record label guy or you're not uh, you don't necessarily make music because you want to try to get it on the radio. I think that people <laughs> I think people make music because they love making music. I don't think they make music to make money. I mean, I've worked with hundreds of writers, uh, and I've been around a lot of artists. And I just think that anybody that's making music worth or, or valuable enough to like be heard by a ton of people because it it becomes popular because it's obviously you know it's 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 well done or it's uh, well accomplished. Those people typically are interesting. Anyway, what's the last question? Um, so the last question is, what does a successful music career look like for you? To me, I think a successful career in music can mean so many different things. You know, I definitely have some solid goals. You know, I, I would love to see my songs in film and TV. I would love to open for some of my favorite artists on tour. But honestly, I just want to connect with people and make music that I love and that my listeners love. You know, I think if one person relates or connects to my songs, that's all I want. I'm going to be happy. Um, And if I'm having fun and being true to myself and genuine along the way, I think, uh, I think that would be a successful career for me in music. I said that last week, (laughs) if you change one person with something that you create, then that should be enough. And it sounds like she has some integrity there. Yep. She said solid. She said she had solid goals goals and i immediately thought about solid gold so what what, what, what solid gold remember dancers. the solid gold dancers that's that, that's that's one thing i'll agree with you on carl is like uh life isn't as pleasant as when the solid gold dan- dancers would dance on television to the hits you know there you go man well, we you need know- more dance troops that's Don Kirshner Jr. Jr. <laughs> <laughs> what did your brother say? Did, did, did he get mad that I said anything about him? Okay, no. The whole family loved it. And he actually said, okay, well, when you bring them back, I'll be very interested to see if I was wrong. Okay. All right. Oh, you ready to get out of this episode? I I I was ready to get out of this episode. You didn't even want to start. Like five minutes in. <laughs> right. You know, we, All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. For everything that we talked about, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. Until next time, we'll talk to y'all later.
Say goodbye, Greg. Not doing it. <laughs> Say goodbye, Earl. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>